His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There's been a lot of anxiety and fear, people not knowing what's going to happen, you know, the next moment with this uh, storm. That's so true. And so many roads are still closed in the hardest hit areas. But people, as you can imagine, really want to get back and see how their homes fared through the storm. Rob Dempsey actually joins us from the damage zone. You've been talking to homeowners, Rob? We're sitting in Harnett County right now. I'm with Alex West. We're on Elliott Bridge Road. And there is some flooding just up ahead. People trying to get home to Fayetteville. There is. Uh, DOT has closed just about every every major road around here to get to Fedville. Uh, a lot of this traffic is uh, Highway 210 traffic, which is also closed at some point. So I think everybody's just trying to find uh, the best detour route they can. But uh, in the low part of the countries over here, it's just this low, lower little river has just flooded everything. You said you're about two miles from where we are standing right here. How is your home? Uh, we've got a little bit of rain, a uh, little bit of flooding, but nothing bad. Uh, we are in the evacuation area, but uh, that's just what I wanted to do was check out, you know, this area to see um, if we were going to get any flooding uh, and, and if it was necessary for us to evacuate. But uh, as of now, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, but then I don't know when this thing is going to crest either. So. Yeah. Alex is on a four-wheeler, so you've been surveying your land, going around in circles, and it looks like what we're standing next to is normally woods with no water. This thing is flooded over. It is. It is. Uh, like I said, this area here is just so low. Um, this area is known for flooding here, um, but it takes a lot to do it, and this storm sure has has done its toll for sure. Yeah. Praying for the best for you and your family and your home, man. Absolutely. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. We're doing our best to get into Fayetteville. I think we're going to make it because this road has a little bit of give. So we'll just keep up to date on what's going on here in Fayetteville. Okay. We'll stay safe, though. That's yeah. a little scary with those roads still covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some uh, great opportunities, some wonderful ministries and organizations you can get involved with. You can check out hisradio.com or download that My His Radio app. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. All of Seacoast's 13 campuses across the Carolinas were impacted by Hurricane Florence. That's more than 10,000 people in one church. Jason Surratt is the pastor of stewardship. He joins us from their Conway campus. Good morning, pastor. Good morning. So what are you seeing there in Conway? Well, Conway, I'm, I'm walking out to the road. We've got a lot of traffic. Um, we had to come up back roads to get here and there, um, as you guys have probably heard, the Waccamaw River and the PD River are uh, either cresting or going to crest in the next day or two. So there's a lot of prep for that, just a lot of traffic still. Downtown is flooded, so there's a lot of roads that are uh, that are closed already. So got a lot of traffic here behind me. I understand your pastor, the campus pastor there, lives in an area that uh, received a lot of rain too. Yeah, he did. He's actually only about a mile from here, so real short drive normally but we're we're getting ready to head to his house um and it looks like it's about 25 30 minutes on some back roads but he lives on a lake that is actually 80 feet deep so a significant lake and it is uh right up to his back door now so we're gonna go try to save some of his stuff and get a vehicle out and um and then try to head head on down to wilmington here after that now, Jason, how have uh, what have you noticed from the the people? Is there some anxiety, fear? What are what are you hearing from uh, your congregation and from the uh, community there in Conway? Yeah, you know, fortunately, we were spared 
the uh, the worst of it at most of our campuses, this, the Conway campus is, is the worst. We've got some leaks and some very minor damage here. Um, as you can tell, we've got actually a lake on both sides of us. And so a uh, little concerned that that may come up and flood the church, but definitely some anxiety in the community. Um, a lot of traffic, a lot of people kind of scrambling last minute um, to get, get supplies and, and get to high ground. You have a very large congregation, so how are you guys um, kind of pull, pulling together to help out? Yeah, well, fortunately and unfortunately, we've been through some, uh, you know, Irma and uh, Florence now, and then uh, Matthew the year before, and then I think the year before that was a hundred-year flood. Um, and so we've we've lived through this a time or two, and actually from day one of starting Seacoast, about six months after we started, Hurricane Hugo hit. And so, you know, we feel like that's not by accident that God has uh, placed us here for such time as this. And so we're pulling together. We've got a great structure, great teams, disaster relief teams set up at every campus. And um, so we're collecting supplies right now uh, all over, uh, especially North Mount Pleasant. We've got eight different drop-off locations. Um, we're funding uh, relief efforts at a handful of churches in Wilmington and Fayetteville. And then we're partnering together with uh, World Vision, Convoy of Hope, uh, Hand of Hope, um, and, uh, and, and a number of other organizations, Operation Barbecue Relief, to just help and to, uh, to bring relief and uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus uh, in this uh, critical time. Operation Barbecue Relief. That sounds like something I could get involved I know. with, Jason. Absolutely. <laughs> they actually fed over a million people last year in Houston and South Florida. And uh, so some great guys. Yeah, I know the uh, community has to be weary as you started listing through all the storms and that you guys have been through and the community's been through. What would you say to encourage uh, your community today, Jason? Um, you know, I would say uh, God's in control and... Um, you know, most of what we fear and what we worry about never comes to fruition. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, God's our, our refuge in time of need. And um, man, the local church is the hope of the world. And I've seen it. Uh, we do missions work um, in about 10 different countries, do 35 to 40 trips a year. And whether it's here at our Dream Center or Conway campus or uh, just around the world, when disaster strikes, the local church steps up and steps in when a lot of people step out. And, um, and you know, the media will be around for a few days or a few weeks, but the local church is going to be here forever. And so uh, we want to be a lighthouse to our, every community that we're in and uh, support in every way we can uh, local churches that are uh, in need. And so... Um, the beautiful thing about Seacoast is uh, we started the ARC, the Association of Related Churches, um, about uh, 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. And so we've got 800 and something churches around the country. And so it's been awesome to watch the local church collaborate and partner and work together to, uh, you know, to, to meet whatever need comes our way. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being that continued lighthouse. God bless you, brother. We're praying for everyone in Conway as you guys go about your work. Have a great day, bud. 
Thanks. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Examples of hospitality are all around us during Hurricane Florence. Mount Calvary Lutheran Church, it's in central Georgia. They opened up their church picnic to hurricane evacuees, Mm. which I thought was just such a simple, sweet, and loving way to welcome these people in. I mean, they had food, music, a giant inflatable slide, and it helped those escaping the storm feel a sense of normalcy. Well, we've always lived in the South, and that's one thing we've always noticed, that people pull together. And I'm sure that's the way it is all over, but uh, it's just a sense of community and family. It was nice to come here to have some distraction and to be with people who don't have to worry about storms and worry about the rain. That's a beautiful picture of what it means to be the church. And these people, they don't know each other, but they don't need to know each other to be able to serve one another and welcome each other in. You know, and we always see hear these stories when it happens during these disasters. It seems like we, we come together. And I know it happens even when there isn't a disaster, and I just wish we could focus more on those stories as well. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. Let's work on that. Some good news. We got some good news out there. It is 751. Don't forget Storm Relief Ways You Can Help. Check out hisradio.com or download the My His Radio app. Here's 10th Avenue North in control somehow you want me on his radio. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, a lot of question marks remain for homeowners and business owners in eastern North Carolina. Roads are still flooded and many are impassable. Our very own Rob Dempsey is there now. Rob, I understand you're catching up with one of the business owners impacted by the storm. I'm meeting with Linda right now, who owns a motorcycle shop right here in town, and you're trying desperately to get to it, even though, try to figure out if it's even still there. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure everybody's safe up there, and I, you know, just have no idea, so I'm not going past those barricades. Yeah. I turn around. Which a lot of people are, and that road is completely flooded there, and they're still trying to get by. It's dangerous. I don't know why. They just turn around. Nothing's worth it on that side, really. Go back home. Be safe. How's this impacted your home? Um, my house seems okay. Uh, a lot of fence down, trees down, shed gone. But um, my daughter's in the evacuation zone, and she's safe. She's with me, so. Good, good. Yeah, well, I'm good. glad that you were able to go and get her. How are you feeling about her home right now? Was there any water near it at all? Not when we left, no. But they said go, so we had till 3 o'clock. We packed up the grandkids, and we got gone. We're staying gone. But I'm, like I said, I'm turning around. Whatever's on that side. Where, yeah, where are you going to head? Back home. To your house. Where it's safe, yeah. Good, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're very smart not to go through any of these floodwaters. Replaced. I just want to make sure my guys weren't down there, you know. As long as they're gone, we're good. And you said a couple of your guys might be out trying to help some people. Absolutely, yeah. They're um Iron Order Motorcycle Club and they're always out helping everybody, so they're probably out there now. Yeah. yeah. I just hope they're all safe. We're praying for you, Linda. Thanks a lot. Praying for you guys. Don't go past the barricades, please. Please, it is really a mess in Fayetteville right now, and we'll do the best we can to make sure that you see exactly what's going on so that you can be safe as well. Rob, do not go past those barricades. Stay. Yeah, got to tell him again. Rob, don't go past the barricades. Yeah. So. Linda is a smart lady. And, wow, such a loving heart to be there for her family. and her workers. Cons- yes, yeah, and concerned about her out. workers. So that's that's amazing. So we're going to keep you updated. There's ways you can get involved. Storm Relief. Check it out at hisradio.com or download the My His Radio app. We're praying for everyone that's been affected by Hurricane Florence. Rob, Allison, and Jim. 
Oh my goodness. So these workers may be tempted to uh, hashtag eat more chicken. So they were working on you know, concreting, you know, this, uh, I guess, like a little sidewalk and stuff like that. And so yeah. as, as they're doing it and they got the wet pavement, it, hanging around like a little rat bag is what they called it, was this chicken. <laughs> Can you and, say that on morning radio? I just did. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, uh, maybe I should. But it was a, it was a chicken rat bag. So anyway, <laughs> and it kept going across the pavement. In fact, I, I don't know if you've ever done this have you like start talking to things like i talk to my computer all the time oh yeah they started talking to that chicken come on mate <laughs> i just want to pull <laughs> come on get out of it oh <laughs> He kept he kept hanging out with him. I mean, every like every afternoon, the chicken would show up and just walk across their <laughs> wet pavement. So, oh no, that's so <sighs> tempting, though. Have you ever wanted to do this? What eat more chicken? Oh, I mean, oh, you mean walk across wet pavement? Yeah, just put your fingers in it. Oh my goodness! Well, the workers should have known that the chicken was going to do this. Why? Because they're always trying to get to the other side. Oh. <laughs> More than just pretty voices. Tony is somebody that's doing the same thing because he says no one left behind. Nobody left behind. And what Tony has done, he's got this school bus and he's been uh, kind of rescuing dogs and cats. 64 of them so far. Hmm. Sounds like Jim Mann should be on that school I know. bus. You know. So that's what he decided to do. He bought a school bus. He he tore the seats out and he's gone and he's been down through Myrtle Beach and Dillon and through Orangeburg and and then he took it to a friend's uh, place in Alabama that has a uh, a shelter, and that's where the uh, the animals are going to. And so he recently stopped. He was kind of you know reminiscing and talking about it. He wants to open up his own shelter one day, but he was fueling up at a Waffle House, you know, some grits and of course and like pancakes, and, and and so he's hopefully hopefully he'll get to Wilmington because he wants to get there and, and help out some some animals as well. So that mm. Tony's helped out. It's been uh, let's see, Harvey, Irma, Maria, and now Florence. So four hurricanes in a row that he's been there, and he wants no animals left behind. He's going to do his best to uh, to help them out. What an amazing heart he has. He does. And can you imagine what it's like on that bus? I mean, I've been on a bus with kindergartners um, that gets pretty loud, but 64 dogs and cats, that's a party bus right there. And if you ever call Tony up, as Tony's got a distinct ringtone on his phone. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tony, who let the dogs out? Oh, yeah. It's Tony. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're so happy to have you this morning, Brian. Well, you know, I had nothing else better to do. No, actually, <laughs> I, I'm having such a great time. Does oh. time always fly like this? It does. Um, yeah, it's because of me. When you have them. <laughs> Sorry. Well, normally you'd be at the gym, so this is way more fun than that, right? Less sweating involved, I'll yeah. tell you that. You know who also is normally at the gym? And likes to sweat. <laughs> yep. Rob Dempsey. You know, many roads are still impassable in North Carolina. Hurricane Florence is gone, but flooding is still very much a problem, as our Rob Dempsey is finding out. Rob, it looks like you found some very hard-hit areas. From Somerville, Bun Level Fire and Rescue, this is Keith Rader. We are standing at a bridge that evidently, you can't even tell it's a bridge right now. That's correct. This is East Reeves Bridge Road. It's the break between Harnett and Cumberland County. We lost this during the night when the river started crossing the roadway, decided we better close the river, close, close the road. You just said something that I heard, and you were likened this to another hurricane just not too long ago, as far as the flood levels. Yeah, this is, uh, we're at Hurricane Matthew levels right now. Have you ever seen anything like this before outside of Matthew? Not in my life. No. What are you telling people right now? I mean, I'm seeing flood levels over to a house right to the uh, to the left of you right now. 
All these folks should have been gone yesterday. We actually came door to door and asked them all to leave in preparation of this. How many people were still around? I'm not going door to door to find out. I just came to observe what was going on so I could report back. How about your home? Everything okay? Oh yeah, I live on the high spot. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, I'm all right. What is your hope that people will do right now since they're starting to learn that, hey, I better boogie out of here? Leave. Yeah. Leave now. Well, I'm grateful for the time that you're giving. I know that you are dedicating so much time away from your own family to do what you're doing, so we say thank you. Oh, well, thank you all for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's hard to get into Fayetteville. A lot of people are trying, but cars are turning around, kind of going in circles, and hopefully they're going to heed the warnings and say, I'm just going to get out of here if I need to. Yeah, hopefully, but that's yeah. got to be so much easier said than done. And you can hear the frustration mm -hmm. in the uh, in, in the guy's voice because they've been working long hours and 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 telling folks, and I, it's such a you know a tough decision to make: should I leave? Should I stay? And and uh, can we just thank the uh, first responders and, and everyone that's been a part? You guys have been a blessing. Thank you so much. Once again, Storm Relief, how you can get involved, go to hisradio.com, or you can download the free My His Radio app. Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, a lot of eyes have been on that Coast Guard light station known as the frying pan. Oh, that was what the... Facebook feed when the storm yes, was coming in. Right. Yeah. They have a camera and you can actually watch the storm until the camera went out. But it's actually a very unique bed and breakfast. It's located 34 miles off the coast of North Carolina. And before the storm, it had been beautifully restored, you know, stainless steel kitchen, a hot shower, everything you need for an awesome little getaway. Uh, it stood there since 1964. So it's really a piece of history. And that's pretty amazing considering its location in Hurricane Alley. And like you mentioned, there was a uh, live cam operating up until, you know, Florence was coming through yeah. and it just couldn't hold it. But many people were watching the flag that was flying at the frying pan tower because it began to rip to shreds from Hurricane Florence's strong winds. Yeah. But the amazing thing is somebody watching it was so touched. A lot of people were really touched, but one person in particular so touched, they work for a flag company and they have stepped up to donate a new flag to the tower, oh. which I believe, you know, will be back flying again very soon. Oh, that is so. So it's kind of be like out of the frying pan into the flyer. There you go. Ah. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. It seems like there's some moths that are coming to the light. This French town, this guy, Gail Lecomte, I think I said his name right. Oh, I, I like that. If wait, wait. Gail Lecomte. <laughs> and so he came to this town. It's like there's all these moths like all around the street oh. lights and everything like that. Do they creep you out? Yes, absolutely. And, Sounds like a horror movie. And uh, so they're, they're boxwood moths, and they're all around, and they're everywhere. And it's like, why can't we get rid of them? And, and so it's the it's the street lights. So they're I guess the weirdo moths are, are <laughs> headed to this French town to uh, to check everything out. So no. have, have we told our general manager Alan because he's heading to France soon? Yeah, he may want to watch out for the uh, the moths as well. So uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to tell him. Maybe this would keep him home. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get Gail to my home state of West Virginia, hmm. and this is why, because I think we're the only state in the nation that has a monument to the Mothman. Really? Have you heard? You've, not, you've never heard of that movie. I mean, I've heard of the movie. I've never uh, seen it. Yeah, it's we, creepy, right? It's a. It's the creepiest. 
Uh, they need to take that statue down. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Now, I know, Allison, a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed these days. That is so true. And it's also easy to feel desensitized watching the flooding from Hurricane Florence on TV. But our Rob Dempsey is in some of the hardest hit areas right now, learning about the people whose homes have been damaged and some of them even destroyed. Who do you have with you now, Rob? Joey Waddell is along with us. Your father-in-law just lives right next door to where we're standing. Yes, he's um, uh, Bruce Turnage. He's right over here to our left, um, to our right as you're looking at us. But uh, this is not new to him. I mean, this happened before. Matthew um, is almost four days in a row there that uh, the water came up into his house. And uh, it's a little lower this time. Uh, we've been blessed that it hasn't moved up into his living area. It's in his basement has taken out his hot water heater, his air conditioner's gone. Uh, it's moving just like a river in his backyard right now. But uh, but blessed, you know, his life's here. We, you know, we got family and yeah. the good Lord looks after us. So. We're looking at a house that's right behind you on Wiregrass Road and this thing, it's all the way up, almost halfway up on the windows of this one house and it's right next door to your father-in-law's house. Yeah, that's um, every every time the water gets high here like it is now, those those people have to leave pretty quick because it's swift. It comes up really fast. Um, I watched them uh, Thursday as we were getting him out. I watched them uh, leaving the house and trying to get everything high as they could before they left. So, uh, You're a part of our listening family of his radio, which I'm so glad you are, Joey. What church are you a part of, and how are they getting involved in this? Uh, Northwood Temple, uh, Buck Hodge, great, uh, our minister leader. Um, he's... Um, They've been cooking plates and actually delivering them. Uh, Luke Morgan, who works with us, his wife works there at the church, and uh, they've been cooking and delivering meals to people who can't get out. Um, just been a blessing. You know, our church, our pastor, John Hedgepath, just a great leader um, and a lot of good people in there. I mean, the church family, if, if you don't have a good church family, get one because they'll be there sometimes when your family members are. Yeah, oh boy, that means a lot, and they sure will be. So what are your thoughts right now as the city is going through this? Well, I, I reached out to some friends on Facebook. I've got a friend in Hope Mills. He's flooded every year. DOT has put him in a mess over there on Hope Mills Road. Uh, pouring water into his lot. But when you look and you see the lives that have been lost, um, you know, just a blessing to have our family. We're all at the house. Uh, my little girl right now home from college in Wilmington, my oldest in, uh, over in uh, Garner area, um, both of them are safe. One of them's at the movies watching movies with a friend. So um, just what a blessing. I mean, we uh, look around you, um, hug your family, uh, thank God that they're there. And then reach out uh, reach out to people that don't have that and uh, be that helping hand. Well, Joey, we love you. Praying for your father-in-law and you. I, I, I take for granted you guys are safe. Yeah, we are. We had uh, we own Eagle Motor Company, me and Chuck Epler, um, on Pamela Lee Drive. Um, our sign blew out, a mm. little cosmetic damage, but, uh, you know, what a blessing, really, really. A lot of prayers. If you want to get involved in the storm relief, just go to hisradio.com or our His Radio app. I can't believe how grateful he sounds. Yeah. I mean, all that he's going through, but he still said how many times, it's a blessing, it's a blessing. Yeah, and it's it's folks like uh, him that are that are rolling up their sleeves and getting dirty and, and helping others. No, it seems like they get getting knocked down, but man, they, they rise back up and uh, there's a joy, there was a joy about him as mm -hmm. well. So Rob, thank you for reporting. I know he's gonna be out again tomorrow, right? Yes. All right, so continue to get involved, pray. And check out Hurricane Relief at hisradio.com or download the My His Radio app. Rob, Allison, and Jim.
cookies as spoons. Yeah, have you ever tried it? Oh, yeah. It's look good at, for the look environment. At me. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> no, yeah. you're healthy. You never eat cake in staff meeting. Well, I, I try to save it every now and then, but uh, but I'll have some every now and then. I used to try M&M's. I used to turn them upside down because I thought it, if I turned them upside down, it'd be like Weight Watchers, WW, <laughs> but it didn't didn't work, you know. But what what is it with these crazy concoctions they have anymore? It seems like everybody's doing it. So M&M's going to unveil like three new flavors mm. next year. Then we can vote on them. There's an English toffee peanut. Okay, that okay. sounds good. Mexican jalapeno peanut. Ew. And a Thai coconut peanut. What? I mean, the f- they started sounding good, but by the end, I was like, hmm. Yeah, I just... It's like the Oreo thing. They can't get weird enough with the flavor of Oreos that are coming out. Yeah, there's like a wasabi or yeah. something. It's like, yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Really? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I made that up. <laughs> uh, macro- okay. Would you try it? I would try it. I mean, I'm not going to say no to anything. All right. <laughs> Pick one of those days when Rob's not around. Yeah. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Brian, do you ever, like, seriously thank the Lord that there was not social media when you were a teenager? Oh, those were my pre-Jesus <laughs> days. Hallelujah. I know. It'd be so and, bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, the things... Yeah, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Yes, yes. I know. Thank you, Jesus. Well, this high school junior is a way better kid than I ever was. He was driving home from school, and he noticed something unusual in the middle of the street. It was a purse, and he knows enough to know that purses don't belong in the middle of the street. So he pulled over. He got the handbag. He started looking inside for identification. He discovered more money than he'd ever laid his little eyes on at 16 years old. There was a $10,000 cash inside. Oh, no. But he knew immediately what to do. Give it back to the owner. To me, I figured this is the right thing to do if I take it and find whoever's purse it was. Because if the roles were reversed and I had lost something with a significant sum of money inside, I I know I would want it back for sure. Way to go. I just think that's amazing. The purse's owner also thought it was amazing. She was so touched by the teen's honest actions that she gave him a $100 reward for his trouble, which is a lot of money for a 16-year-old. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you'll appreciate this, Brian, because you're a big hiker. Mm -hmm. So the owner says she was going on a hike and probably left the purse on the roof of her car. She was probably so focused on getting out there into nature that she just didn't even realize that she had left the purse on the roof of the car. Oh, my goodness. And who I don't know who this kid is, but I'm going to wait about 20 years. I'm going to vote for him for president. There you go. He's he's (laughs) He's got a bright future. Honest.